With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Voices of a Vic podcast from me, Ben Ayton, and Mike Duffy, and Cameron Smart. Oh, not Mike Duffy. I'm having an absolute mare tonight. It's just <laughs> habit, isn't it? Me and Mike just doing all the podcasts. So I'm going to start again. Welcome to a Voices of a Vic with me, Ben Ayton, Cameron Smart, and Joe Thomas. I'm having a few technical difficulties here whilst I'm um, just trying to get everyone in shot. Uh, so apologies for the start of that. Um, but yeah, we are here to do a review of the Huddersfield Neil Watford Neil podcast. I know you're all excited to listen to this one. We have got a mega show planned for you. Action-packed um, game yesterday. Well, I, I would have liked it to be action-packed, but numb drumming. Um, we, we was talking in the WhatsApp group yesterday and we was thinking of maybe doing a podcast on five things that were maybe more interesting than the Huddersfield game yesterday. Um, so I'll get you both opinions on that in a second. But Cam, how are you doing, mate? You OK? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm bored of football, to be honest, um, <laughs> especially watching Luton just then. But 
overall yeah pretty good how are you good stuff yeah not too bad thank you um i felt like i could have maybe done something different with my um couple of hours yesterday afternoon just like everyone else <laughs> but thankfully um well i guess at least we're not talking about a defeat but maybe we might have not minded a defeat if the performance is there and it was maybe a little bit encouraging um we didn't really see anything yesterday which we'll get our teeth into in a minute and joe thanks for joining again tonight mate how are you doing yeah not bad not bad bit of a rough week as you can tell i'm a little bit uh little bit deep on the old voice um yeah i've been been ill this week but yeah i'm all, all good um kind of willing the international break to come at the moment and uh yeah hopefully things can fix up a little bit in that two-week break and come back and uh yeah smash the league leaders eh? <laughs> uh, yeah it's gonna be um an interesting uh game but um yeah Let's just leave it as that. It'd be an interesting game. It, it, it can go either two ways. It's either going to be a heavy defeat for Watford or it'll be a heavy defeat for Watford. Um, so <laughs> look forward to that one. Um, I think I think you both are you both trying to go to Leicester away as well? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be going. Yeah, I don't know Cam, why you bother. Yeah, Cam's got more sense than Joe. Then <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of my most visited grounds. Actually, uh, the uh, King Power. I've only I've only I've seen. I've seen the uh, I've seen us win there, but yeah, they're all as I pointed out in the group the other day. I think in the eighteen games we played there, fourteen defeats, two wins, and two draws. So it's pretty yeah. abysmal up there. Yeah, it's not a really happy stomping ground for Watford to visit, is it really? Um, but we'll, we'll talk about the Huddersfield game. Obviously, Watford went there last year, um, came away with a two 0 victory. We went there this year, and it it was a it was a it was a boring nil-nil. It, it was a nothing performance, really. It was so passive. Um, but we'll talk about the team lineup first. Watford made one change to the team that drew 2-2 at home to Millwall. Um, Georgie Chapadeski came in for um, Ismail Kone. Uh, and then we later found out that Is Ismail Kone actually got dropped from the starting lineup due to missing a team meeting. Um, this isn't the first time we've heard about this this season. I think he's maybe the fourth or fifth person that's uh, missed it this season. And um, Cam, I'll come to you first on this because I saw, I saw you was maybe put a tweet out regarding this yesterday um, regarding Kone missing and like, the discipline that um, Val's trying to set up the club. <laughs> Do you think it's working what Valerie's trying to do? Because Kona is the fourth or fifth player to do it now. Okay, like your dad pointed out yesterday, these players haven't who have um, failed to attend a meeting on time. They haven't done it again since they've been dropped out of the, the team. But do you think it's working? Because it, it, it's happened a few times now. Well, yeah, like you pointed out, my my dad made a brilliant point that I'd completely overlooked. No one's no one's got. Uh, no one's got two bans for this or two suspensions or whatever. So I guess you could say it is working, but time will tell. It's I like it, but it's very frustrating, isn't it? I mean, I thought Kone was fantastic against Millwall. I thought he was, you know, central to everything we did well. And I was I was looking forward to seeing what he can do against a, a weak Huddersfield team, but didn't see him at all. And yeah, it is frustrating, but I like what he's trying to implement. Yeah, I like that he's trying to put a bit of authority down and getting everyone in line because, yeah, like Dean Whitehead said in the interview with um, um, Andrew French the other day, players basically came and pleased as they went. They 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 wouldn't really care about timekeeping. So it's, it's good that he's implemented that. But where do you stand with this, uh, Joe? 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same as what Cam just said. Um, I think it's really great. Obviously, it's great that he's got that level of discipline within the club um, and within the team. Um, and like you, you pointed out, Cam, what your dad pointed out, is that no one's done it again. But the most frustrating thing is, is that Kone, I suppose it's, it's not just Kone, is it, it's happened with the players that were doing well prior to their drop-in. Um, they were they were playing well, and then they've they've done this thing where they've been late, and then they've been dropped, and it kind of is frustrating because it it's kind of I, I think it, you can notice it within the team, like they're playing that that weekend. Like we really missed Kone yesterday. There's no doubt about that. And I'm kind of in the back of my head. I'm thinking, oh really? Like it's just it it is just a really frustrating thing. But you know if if that's how he wants to set out. Like I say, I'm glad you know he's he's setting the same examples for for everybody, and everybody's singing off the same hymn sheet. But yeah, I, I just think hopefully it's not going to happen to any any other players that are in form. To be honest, yeah, and that's the most frustrating bit for me, Cam. It's 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 this about Kone, and he literally he just got his starting at starting lineup. He's been on the bench. He's waited patiently. He's made an impact off the bench, and then he's fully deserved the start. And and now he's obviously his timekeeping is letting down, and now he's back out the side. And he he was just starting to shine for Watford in that midfield, wasn't he? He's probably our our biggest bright spark in the last few games. Yeah, and we played a lot quicker than we normally do. But what happened there? Am I still with you? Yeah, yeah, still here. You still got me. Sorry, my thing just closed. Um, yeah, he he was. Uh, we played a lot quicker against Millwall, I thought. Um, but you know, compared to that Huddersfield game, it's just completely flat. And I think it showed that we were missing such an energetic midfielder in Kone, someone who you know he wants to get on the ball, he wants to drive. Uh, can be a little bit inconsistent, but I think he's really, really stepped up. You know, and. I mean, the rumours about the price we paid for him, it, it's quite high, maybe 8 million, maybe less, who knows. But he, he's a young player and he's he's playing well. So I don't see why he can't be a big player going forward if, if he sorts out this punctuality. Mm, no, definitely. So I think we're all aligned with that. We're all we're all, we're happy with what Bell's doing regarding the the discipline and the timekeeping. It's just the players are letting us down again. And hopefully that sorts himself out because... Tom Deli Bashru must be kicking himself at the moment as well, because obviously he, he got he was due to be on the bench. He got removed from the matchday squad, and and since then Watford have got all their players back fully fit now. So um, he hasn't featured back in the matchday squad yet. So he must be really kicking himself after that as well. Um, but Joe, what was your thoughts on the starting lineup for Watford yesterday? Obviously, Chapazassi came in for I think his second start of the season. Uh, was you pleased with the, the starting lineup? Um, I've got to say, I was a little bit surprised that maybe Luz didn't come in into the midfield yesterday. Like Chavacatsi, as as we've seen for Georgia, plays well playing in the front three. Um, so I was quite shocked to see him coming in in that position. Um, but I also thought Martins as well yesterday would have started. I, I made the, the point all week that I've been watching Huddersfield and they were absolutely killed down the wings. Um, in the Cardiff and I can't remember the other team they conceded for against Cam, you might remember. Um, but anyway, they um, they literally, if, if the the highlights that I watched for, for both of those games, the fullbacks were literally just 
canter in past their their players and it just looked easy they were getting the the, the wide men in in the game and, and whatever and i thought this would this would be great for us martin Tasperia, lewis and and uh and Gakia. and it just didn't seem uh, I, I don't know it just seemed a little bit like i, I know sem has played well there's no doubt about that we can't deny him that um praise however for me i just thought you know, he's only just come back from injury, pushing him so much. It's just just a little bit much for me at the moment. I thought he might have given him a bit of a rest yesterday, given someone else a go, but he, he didn't. So, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed with the lineup, but it is what it is. Can I just butt in about, about Loser and chat with Tadzi, that, that debate there? There's obviously Loser, he, he doesn't play with the intent. He's got the quality, but he doesn't play with, you know, the intensity. He doesn't necessarily get us forward and he doesn't drive with the ball i i think chak Ratadze is a lot more like for like for ishmael kone and if, if kone can't play and we want to replicate what we saw against millwall then by all means put chak Ratadze in because i do think they are a similar kind of player yeah definitely and um thank you everyone who's watching so far on uh, youtube um really appreciate it uh jess says hi lads uh she was actually there yesterday and she said crap with an angry face afterwards yeah fair play to you yesterday jess for traveling up there um i think there was 900 odd watford fans up there 951 i think it was that traveled all the way up there to yorkshire to watch watford yesterday and it wasn't the performance that you fans deserve so yeah Hopefully they can deliver again soon for an away day's travels. And then uh, Mike says um, Sema wasn't at the races yesterday and Gaki are the same. And um, touching on Ken Sema, I think maybe that little knock early on Cam probably didn't help Ken Sema, was it? I think he took a ball into a face and he drew a bit of blood after that. Um, so maybe that maybe knocked him a little bit but Ken wasn't really at the races yesterday but I'm not singling out Ken I, I think there was 11 poor players on that pitch yesterday no I mean Ken is a just his Watford career has been marked by inconsistency hasn't it and you know for all the difference he's made in the last maybe three four games he he has um he does have a game like that in him definitely where he goes missing where the end product isn't there I thought he made a lot of poor decisions. He didn't really cross when we needed him to. He, yeah, he he was quite reluctant, wasn't he? And his, his first touch was off, where he looked so assured against Millwall. And yeah, I I do think you know he should keep his place. We'll we'll probably see better games from him. And at home to Rotherham, I think that's that's a good game where we might need his quality. But yeah, it wasn't his game, was it? And um. We might get to the subs later, but I do want to get this out there that putting Ken Semmer on the right is a, a no-go. I, I get you've got to have Martins on the left, but why put Ken Semmer on the right? Just take Ken off and put Martins on, especially when he's having such a poor game. Um, yeah, I didn't quite get that one, to be honest. Yeah, it was an odd one, and it's not the first time we've seen it this season as well. Um Joe, I know you didn't watch the game yesterday, but you only really saw the short highlights of that. But Watford didn't even really put any highlights out. And I think that's down to there actually being no highlights from the game. Um, and saying that, are you disappointed that Watford maybe didn't like look at the Huddersfield's previous games? If they've shipped eight goals in the last two games, you, you'd like disappointed that Watford couldn't really take the game to Huddersfield and be like on the front foot because that wasn't the case yesterday. 
no, it was it was really disappointing. I mean, not to even make the keeper really make the save is just really disappointing from from our point of view. Um, yeah, there's not really much to say on it really, apart from it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, Cam, it was I think 38 minutes on the clock, and Watford had their first chance, and it was KMB with a shot on the edge of a box, but. I don't know, it was just so slow yesterday, wasn't it? There, there was no urgency to get the ball forward. And the amount of times you pass it between the centre-halves and then back to Batman as well, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating to watch, and especially for those fans that have travelled that long way up there. Yeah, and this is how it's been for years now, isn't it? Even, I, I'd say since Nigel Pearson left, we've sort of been playing this kind of football where we, you know, we'll keep the ball, but we'll do absolutely nothing with it. It'll just be Backman, who Porches, whoever we've got at the back, just passing it between them, and it's it's boring, isn't it? It's it's not what I want to watch. I want to see us open teams up. I want to see us, you know, trying to get forward. And yeah, I get we don't have the players to be a bit more direct, but I just like to see something in attack because we could have had a hundred percent possession yesterday, and. I don't think we would have created anything. It's and and it's not the first time, is it? It's like that nearly every week. Even though we're on a, a very decent run of form, um, I mean, look at who we've played. But yeah, we're on a decent run, and even then, I can't say I, I've been that impressed by us. I, I don't know about you. No, it's a yeah. I missed the opening game of the season against QPR, which was the four nil victory, and it's probably the best performance of the season by a country mile. So, yeah, I, I'm struggling to find a, a decent full performance from this Watford side this season. I even went to the Stevenish game in Oak, going, you know, we'll get sunk in this League Cup game. No, nope, knocked out on penalties. Yeah, I've had a cracking season. Um, but yeah, um, anyway, it's um. I don't know if people managed to find a stream yesterday to watch anything, but Watford even had issues off the pitch as well with our Hive Life system. Um, I think if anyone was trying to watch the Watford game, I think you could watch it, but you couldn't listen to it. Um, they were actually playing through the Wickham uh, Bradford City game. Um, by the sounds of it, Wickham had a cracking performance and that they actually turned up and put a performance in, winning 2-1 away at Bradford City. Uh, but yeah, it weren't to be for Watford. And um Lately, um, Joe, we've we've seen loads of substitutions from Val, maybe at half-time um, when things aren't really going to plan or anything. That wasn't the case yesterday. And then normally it gets to the 60-minute mark and there's a triple substitution for Watford as well. And he didn't do it again yesterday. I think he made one change on the 63rd minute and that was like Ngakia off and Andrew's on. Do you reckon that Val was a bit hesitant in making his changes because of the, the the criticism that he got last week against Millwall, where he made those triple substitution? It changed midfield. It flipped the game on its head, and then Millwall had the urgency and control and a bit more um, belief to actually win the game. And do you reckon that was maybe playing in Val's head a little bit this week? Yeah, I mean potentially. Um, I... You know that that sub that that Ngakia and Andrews and vice versa it just it, it's just such a nailed on thing, isn't it? I mean, obviously, it's just so blatant that because Andrews hasn't been in the team and Gakia's got these four games, isn't he, for the last for, for last four games? As soon as Andrews yeah. comes back, it's just a, an, another nailed on sub, isn't it? And it's like really like it's predictable. Did it need to happen? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but um, yeah, I do. I do think potentially. 
he, like I say, you say he uh, received a lot of criticism, didn't he, for those substitutions? They probably weren't the right ones last week. Um, the subs yesterday didn't really have much of an impact yesterday, I thought. Um, but then I suppose the way the game was going yesterday, it was hard for would would any of the sub any of the players that were on the bench yesterday coming on may have made uh, an impact. So yeah, it's tough. I think one thing just to point out as well, I didn't before. Um, is that a lot of Huddersfield fans were obviously delighted with that yesterday, think, treating that like a victory because they actually had a full squad worth of players out yesterday and they started apparently with seven defenders on the pitch yesterday because they didn't have any other players. So for us to kind of go there with a much, much weakened Huddersfield side by the sounds of it, not really do anything and even people coming off the bench not really pulling up trees and kind of going, yeah, well, you know what? You'll probably start next week. It's, it's, yeah, really, really disappointing overall. Yeah, and I know I've mentioned it now about um, Valerie's subs, but Cam, what was your thoughts on his subs yesterday? Do you think feel like he probably got it wrong again? He, he didn't change it early enough yesterday, and especially with Matthias Martins coming on in the 87th minute, when, you, when you're crying out for a bit of creativity and someone who can run at defenders and, and cut in and have a shot, like to bring him off on with three minutes to go plus a day on time is just inexcusable really he's probably one of Watford's most talented and threatening players this season yeah I mean I touched on it already that sub is just wrong in in every aspect you can't wait 86 minutes or whatever to bring on your your most talented attacking player we said Ken didn't have his best game neither did Yasser but if you're telling me Ken on the right and Yasser on the right choose one it's obviously Yasser Espria I'd I don't see the thinking behind it. And he did it last week and he very quickly realised, hang on, I can't do that. I've got to put Ken back on back on the left. Um, mm. So, yeah, clearly hasn't learned. I, I thought it was just a naive mistake last week, but but it wasn't. He's, he's done it again. Um, yeah, I didn't like that we didn't see Healy again. He, I mean, how much have we got to see of, of Mileta Rajevic and, and Bio have about eight touches between the two of them? Um, Ryovic spent the whole time chasing his touch, and I, I still think I'm quick. I really want to have a race against him because I'm I'm not quick at all. I mean, Mike could beat him, we know that, but I think I could give him a good race. Um, yeah, how many times are we going to see those two before we see Reese Healy get a good amount of minutes? Uh, you saw his movement for the uh, the Ryovic goal last week. I don't know if you've all seen that video highlighting it, but. It's good movement and his goal scoring record. It's what we're crying out for. So, yeah, I want to see Reese Healy uh, come on before we we do that inevitable bio rivage swap. And to be honest, I'm surprised we didn't see Imran loser at all because it was such a slow game. It, he had a lot of room to work with. Mm. Why why don't we bring on such a, a talented midfielder that can make stuff happen? I I don't know. I, I don't understand his subs 90% of the time, to be honest. And Imran Loser, who can deliver a good ball into a box with his left yeah, foot for yeah. Ryovic on the end of, like we saw last yeah. week as well. What's the point? Um, What's the point in having Ryovic on, who's only going to be effective if we can get him service, and then not have players around him who can give him service? I, yeah. I, just, I don't see it. And surely, you know, experienced coaches and managers 
can see that if I can see it. Yeah, it seems like Val just wants to stick to his his game plan A. He hasn't really got a, a, a um, another card up his um, sleeve, has he? Really, Joe? He, he seems to just want to stick to that one up top as well. And like going to Huddersfield, where they're low on confidence, they've shipped goals in the last couple of games. Like go two up top or something. Like try something different. Like Mike said here, he would have gone with two up top with maybe. Um, um, Bio and Ryovic up there just just to do something a little bit different. Like we are seeing that Bell's quite stubborn in his um, game plan, aren't we? Yeah, he is. Um, and, and like Cam says, you know, I can't for the life of me understand why Healy isn't getting a game. Like it's not even bringing him on now. It's like I'd just start with the guy. Like we've seen what he can do. You know, it, it's not a fluke. We've seen his we've seen his record. We touched on it in our. Uh, in our chat WhatsApp group chat, his goal scoring record elsewhere, he can score goals. Why on earth have we brought a player in again and him not want to use him? Like, he, he just give the guy a go. If it doesn't work, then at least you can say he's he's been given a go. I don't want to get to January the 1st and they go, well, he's not really got much game time. We're going to send him out on loan. And then we're going, oh, great. Another what if, you know, what if he'd have just been given a couple of games? You know, it's. It is really frustrating, and and just touching on what you said uh, uh, about um, loser putting balls in the box is whenever Ryovic is on the pitch, Watford don't seem to want to do anything like that. And then as soon as he comes off, if he started a game or whatever, they start going in the box. It's like a complete polar opposite of what the what the player needs. You know, we we don't do it when he's on the pitch, but when he's off the pitch, we we bang him in, and there's no one there to knock him in. It's just, it's just really frustrating at the moment. I he have a been... question. Yeah. Start of the season, you're obviously right that we aren't seeing enough tactical flexibility from Ishmael. But start of the season, we had this really, really fluid system, didn't we? And he was willing to change it. He went to up top with Bio and Rajovic quite a few times. Um, completely thrown that out the window, which is fine if you've got a better plan. But why i mean why are we settling for for this really really boring system that doesn't work when we've seen a really fluid system at the start of the season that you know it does open teams up and it it does uh sustain pressure and you know we can create chances that way why why has he gone back to this i i don't know i mean you might have an opinion on that but i can't understand it um, I, I'll, I'll answer this one first before Joe has his take on it. I think it's purely down to the, the, the two bad performances that they've had. Um, Sunderland away was a massive one. And they've obviously had that team meeting afterwards, haven't they, where they stayed in the dressing room afterwards. And we've spoken about how Val's stopped the bleeding at Cardiff away. And I, I just think that he's sacrificed the attacking aspect of his game to try and get the clean sheets and he I feel like he thinks if we can nick a go up the other end he's confident in our ability and keeping a clean sheet because we've kept six clean sheets already this season it's the second most in the, in the league I honestly think that he's trying to keep this clean sheet he's, he's setting that base and if he can nick a go up the other end uh, and come away three points he absolutely will and I think that's where he's he's sacrificed the attacking side of it but us being Watford fans we want to be entertained and 
what we're watching at the moment is not entertaining. And I think we'd rather maybe give it a proper go and maybe lose a, like lose one nil away at Huddersfield or something. But at least you throw in the kitchen sink at it. You played attractive football. And then maybe next week at Rotherham, you, you turn them over 2-3-0 because you're implementing that style of play and you, you're getting fans off their seats and they're enjoying it. But that's, that's what I reckon. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you said there. I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think he's focusing too much on the defending aspect of, of our game at the moment. And he's just, the the attacking intent just isn't there at the moment. And obviously, as you say, you know, we've been treated to some real quality going forward over the over the last sort of six, seven, eight years, maybe. Um, and we're just not seeing it now. And obviously, we're, you know, when you look at past sides, maybe not so much Zola, but especially like Jukanovic and, and, and that, like, if Watford conceded like two goals, I was pretty confident that we might score three or four. But now, if like, we we concede, that's it. We just we've not got that. We've not got that flair. We've not got that buzz about us anymore. And it's a it's a shame. We just we just don't have the quality up top. I think, and that's that, that's gonna. I think fortunately for us, is there is definitely definitely three, potentially four sides. That are definitely worse than us this year, so we're not going to go down. Yeah. If there were teams that were as good as us at the moment down there, we'd be in a real relegation dogfight. I don't think we're going to get anything near it, but our lack of goals is really going to hurt us if if we don't sort that out come January. Yeah, definitely. And what 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 are you more concerned about at the moment cam are you concerned about the the results or is it the performances or is it the style of play or, or, or what's concerning you the most as a Watford fan at the moment i i think it's a mix of the whole lot we yeah we're on a five and beat and run but uh, like i said look who we've played it, it's teams we should i mean i think we should have more points from this run to be honest i don't think that's i might sound entitled but I don't think that's too much to ask. We should have beat Millwall. Um, we should have we should have beat a really depleted Huddersfield team. But yeah, what what I'm most concerned about is that we are just playing this this really drab style of football. Keep the ball and and do nothing with it. I I can't understand why teams play like that if they don't have the best players in the league. I mean, it's similar to how Leicester play, but they they can have you know. Uh, a Kin and Drewsbury Hall or a, a Jamie Vardy or a Steffi Mavadidi, whatever, they can have all of them step up and score goals. We we just don't have that. And I, I don't think... We're not a top team, are we? We're not a top team in this league. So I don't know, why are we playing like we are a top team? It. I think I want to see a bit of... Um, I want to see us open teams up. And, and to do that, you've got to... You've got to soak up a bit of pressure, I'd say. You, you've got to soak up pressure. You've got to win the ball back, and you've got to hit them on the counter. I, I just don't think Valerian Ishmael is going to resort to that, and it is disappointing to me because if we're going to be a mid-table team, why not have a bit of fun doing it? I, that that's all I want. I think we all want to enjoy watching Watford, and yeah, let's face it, that wasn't enjoyable, was it? 
Not at all. I think Watford had 71% possession in this game against Huddersfield. And I think there's nothing else to talk about about Huddersfield game now. Uh, so we'll probably move on with other bits and pieces. But talking about possession as well, I had a look early before we came on air and Watford have got the fourth most possession in the championship this season, averaging 57.9% per game. But Joe, possession means absolutely nothing if you don't do anything with the ball. So it, yeah, exactly. It, it means nothing unless you put the ball in the back of the net. And that's clearly what Watford's lacking at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an astonishing stat, really. I would never have, never, ever in a million years put it up that high in terms of possession. But like you say, if you're not going to do anything with it, it means nothing. You know, we could be top. And, you know, so what? Like, I'm not really interested in being possession-based. I'd rather us be, I don't know, be 20th in the table of possession and, and just trubbing teams on the, on the counter, you know, or just scoring goals and just seeing fun yeah. football. It's just not fun, is it? That's that's the thing. And I'm not criticising him as much like Livermore from yesterday, but like obviously it was great. He was great coming in the team and he's kind of shored things up. But the last couple of games, he's just got a little bit... I don't know what the word turgid a little bit and it's just not there's just nothing happening there now and it was he, he was great in shoring up the midfield and he was he's made us more solid there but there's just nothing happening there now anymore and it's just like oh, it's just a bit hard now isn't it to watch it is and talking about like entertainment and that and I, I saw this this stat as well big chances created in the championship what for the 20th with big chances created. So we've created 19 big chances this season. The other teams that are down there are QPR, Sheffield Wednesday, Rotherham and Millwall. And, and that says everything you need to know about it. I think if it wasn't for our defence this season, we would have been lower down in the table. There's no doubt about it. I think we've popped up with vital goals when we needed to, but we, we, we need more, um, especially during that patch, three, four game patch where the defence was to blame for a lot of goals and we was losing late goals in the back of it. We, we drew three for it, Coventry, for example, and it, it's it's frustrating. And Blackburn as well, we, we conceded a counter-attacking goal there. It's really frustrating. But talking about Val um, Cam, there's I've seen lots of Watford fans starting to question Valerie Ishmael now. And Jess has even put in a comment here as well because she was at the game yesterday saying that the first manager to approach the crowd and be booed at the end of the game since Hodgson. So Val's obviously starting to get stick from the fans who have actually travelled to go to the games now. But some of the fans I've seen have wanted a change of manager. Do you think that's the right right approach for Watford to take now? Because um, obviously, we're five games unbeaten. But yeah, we'll talk about the five games unbeaten in a bit with Joe. But um, yeah, do you think it's something that maybe Watford should look into? Like possibly remove Valerie Ishmael? Now that is an impossible question. Because, I mean, I don't want him sacked. But is that because I don't want anyone to be sacked? Because, you know, we've been sacking everyone for years and it, it still goes tits up. Um, I don't think anyone... I don't think anyone would get more points out of this squad than, than Ishmael has, to be honest. But I want to be insane. I, I really want to be insane. And I get why people booed him, because, you know, you're travelling all the way to Huddersfield and, and you're seeing... You're seeing boring football and, and you're not seeing a good result either. So, yeah, I get why people have questions. His, 
subs are really baffling. His style of football, it, it isn't for me, if you, if you couldn't tell. Uh, I'm not too happy about that. But we want we want to see a, a manager backed, don't we? And ultimately, it's been, what, three months with, with Valerian Ishmael? And it's it would just be same old Watford if he is sacked because we haven't given him the best squad to work with. Um, and and there's been all that unrest off the pitch. We were promised a, a rebuild headed by Ben Manga. We, we've obviously not got that. And now it turns out Ishmael's in charge of recruitment, which I, I've got strong opinions on that. And yeah, I, I don't know what I think, to be honest. I... If it was if it was any other year, I'd probably say sack him. But because we we want to stick with a manager, I'm I'm going to say stick. Yeah, and I'm the same as you. I'm sick and tired of chopping and changing managers, and and because I feel like there is three or four worse teams in Watford this season, and I don't think we're going to be pulled into relegation fight. I definitely try to stick with Bell as long as we possibly can. Um, Obviously, that will change if we do get sucked into it. But honestly, I think we will be picking up points along the way this season, and we will be a mid-table team at the end of the season. It is, it is a transition season. It is a rebuild. We have shipped out so many players. We've brought in a fair few players as well. Okay, the quality of the players is is there to see, and it's not been a fantastic transfer window for Watford. But hopefully, it can improve in January. But um, Joe, what about you? Do you think it's it's time to? for Gino Pozzo to get a bit twitchy there and it's coming up to another international break. <laughs> nah, not for me. I mean, as Cam was saying, you know, and you rightly said, like, who, who is out there at the moment that would come in and do a better job with that squad? You know, Rowick's available, Eustace is available. Would they come in and do better? I mean, I know they're probably slightly better <laughs> records at championship level, but with this squad, that's the thing is it's the squad at the moment. Um, I just don't think they'll do a better job. So no, I, I would stick, in my opinion. I, I think while it has been a tough watch and it is it is hard going at the moment, um, I think over the course of the season, maybe towards the end of the season, once we've got through the January window, I'm hoping, I mean, let's just say we, I don't know, three or four signings to maybe just boost the squad a little bit. Like just just see some sort of change somewhere, maybe a better striker, a, a, a better C, CDM maybe, um, a, a centre-back as well, Like because obviously that hasn't helped, I think, is the fact that Serie Alta started the season in that position of uh, CDM and he's obviously now gone back to centre-back. I don't think that's helped because obviously he's not, if Livermore... It's going to be just a bit more upheaval if Livermore, for for example, to get injured because he's going to have to obviously go into that position again, and then Portis comes back in, and the, the system changes again when he's kind of working with the system at the moment. So yeah, I, I do think we do. If we were to get a couple of maybe like I say three or four signings in January, I think it will get better as the uh, as the season goes on. We've just got to be patient, and I, I do believe that. I know it's hard. And it is going to be a hard couple of months now, especially with so many fixtures coming up. There's a lot of Saturday, Tuesday coming up. So it is there is a lot of football coming up and it's probably going to look bad on results if we're not doing very well quite quickly. But yeah, I really hope Gino doesn't bolt. But then if, if, if we don't beat Rotherham, it is going to be a bit of a twitchy two weeks, I think. 
if we lose or or draw, I think there is going to be a few nerves over that two week period. Yes, that's the big one, isn't it? It's uh, the Rotherham game at home. Uh, Mike says Rotherham at home on Saturday is a big game, not in terms of where we'll finish, but in terms of our character, we simply have to win. And let's talk about now the five games unbeaten run that Watford are currently on now, Cam. Um, is it papering over cracks? Yeah, it, it definitely is, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's doing a good job of papering over cracks because everyone is still pretty fuming, aren't they? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, let's go through each game. Cardiff, that first half was dreadful. I, I was there, unfortunately. Um, the second half was better, but we created nothing of our own making. It, it was all um, Anwick, Ainwick, the, the Cardiff keeper. He was our best player that day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he was our only creative outlet that day. So, yeah, that, that one was completely drab. So there there's a tick. Um, what was the next one? Sheffield Wednesday. It's it's bottom of the league, Sheffield Wednesday, who hadn't won at that point. Um, we did absolutely nothing for 70 minutes. We played well for 10 minutes and then scored. Great goal, Yasser. Managed the game. And then Bosch, three points, but still, still terrible watch. And yeah, I did not enjoy that one. So there's a tick. Then was it Swansea next? I, I didn't actually get to watch that one. I've heard it wasn't, it wasn't glamorous. Um, much needed away win though. So yeah, and they, they were on form at the time. So I mean that, I don't know what you think, but that seems a bit better to me. Millwall, that. Millwall was good. I, I enjoyed watching us against Millwall. We played with a lot more intensity. Um, we we looked threatening. Uh, yeah, the, those subs, I mean, I, I still think about them. I, I'm still really pissed off about that because we would have won that game. Uh, yeah, but Millwall was better. So that's all right. And then Huddersfield, I mean, we, we've touched on it, haven't we? It's boring it's not what we want to see at all uh so yeah i mean results have been there but, but you know was it would it be acceptable if we weren't beating or drawing with those teams is it acceptable that we didn't beat some of those teams um yeah that's what i think just we we are not fun to watch are we no and um, my question to you joe is it's five games unbeaten for the hornets now but we we're not seeing any improvements in the performances, are you? You'd think five games unbeaten, they're starting to hit their stride, hitting that next level, but we're not seeing it with this Watford side, are we? No, no. And as I mentioned to you, I kind of think those two wins have kind of papered over us and cracks a little bit in the uh, within the Watford camp. I think. I think if, like I said to you before, I think yeah, would had we not scored those goals would we have lost the games or drawn the games who knows but obviously Sheffield Wednesday were playing a bit better than us in that game so if had we not scored could they have maybe gone on to nick it perhaps which would have looked even worse um, but then obviously it would have been a nil-nil draw against a team that hadn't won all season um, and Swansea yeah I mean they like counted they want a good run so yeah it's um while it's five games unbeaten, there isn't anything to kind of go, you know what, that's a bloody good five games and we really are like moving forward because we're yeah. not 
we're not at all. Yeah, Rotherham's going to be massive for us at the weekend. Um, I'll just go through another couple of stats quickly before we start to wrap up the show. Um, so that was the Hornets' third clean sheet in four games um, away to Huddersfield. Also our sixth of the season. And Daniel Batman has the second most clean sheets this season now. Um, only Alex Palmer of West Brom has more with seven. Um, but we're talking briefly about the Rotherham game now um, on Saturday. Uh, would would you say it's a six pointer? Um, I, I know we're quite f- we're, we're further ahead of Rotherham in the table. I wouldn't really say it's a, a six pointer, but it's it's a must win for Watford, isn't it? I wouldn't go that far. I I don't think we're in any trouble this season. Yeah, we we do need to win. If we don't, everyone will be on everyone's back. It it just Vicarage Road would not be a good place to be if we don't win that. Um, I wouldn't say six pointer though. It it's a game we should win, but I, I'm more concerned about I wanna see I wanna see a much improved performance and yeah, hopefully we I I wanna see us get our strikers firing as well. I think that's a, a good test for them and yeah. yeah, it is a it is an important game for Val uh, to, to win everyone over, but not not a six pointer for me. Yeah, it needs to be a fast start against Rotherham. Try and score early on, get with Vic Rock and get everyone behind you. And hopefully we can we can carry on from there. But Joe, um, would you make any changes to the t- for your side? Um, if you was picking the, the team, if you was Valerie Ishmael, would you make any changes to the side for Rotherham this weekend? Uh, yeah, I'd probably go. I'd probably try and start with the players that are going to probably give us a bit more intensity within the side. Uh, I'd bring I'd definitely bring Kone back in. There's no doubt about that. I'd probably, as well, I'd probably give Martins a run now, um, get him back in the side. I wouldn't change the defence. I think the defence is doing all right for me. Um, obviously, we can't really change anything else really within the side. Uh, I think Bay's actually been all right the last few games, so it'd be pretty harsh to drop him, although I'm not his biggest fan. Um, so, yeah, it, it probably, it would just be obvious for me to bring Kone back in for Chabakatsi. And then um, Martins for I probably would bring Ken out the side this 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 time unfortunately um, just to just to give us a little bit more up front I think is is the need um, but then at the same time like Bio's not really done anything for a few weeks now so it is in the back of my mind now will he start Ryovic potentially at the weekend and just see if we can get some goals somewhere I I, I don't know. Or could he surprise everyone? And could it be Healy that starts? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's frustrating because fans are crying out, wanting to see Healy. We want to see action from him. We want to see him start and give any opportunity and, and run in behind the defence in that. But um, I don't think he will. I think he's the third choice striker, isn't he? And that's evident to see. Can, can, would you make any changes to that Watford team? It's more likely to be Luther Blissett starting up top than, than Reese Healy. But... <laughs> That's the change I'd make. It, it, I'd put Healy in. I would. I. I can't watch these strikers anymore. It, it's painful. It, I. I want to look forward to watching Watford, and and I. I just don't anymore, to be honest. Um, yeah, I agree with Joe. Put Kone in for Chakwatadze. I didn't think Chakwatadze was great against Huddersfield. Um, Kone was great against Millwall. So depending on the whole discipline side, I'd. I'd have Kone back in. Um, about Ken, yeah, tough one. I, 
I don't know, because Martins has been really, really effective at times. Um, but Ken's, you know, other than the, the game just gone, he's been on a good run. I'd, I'd personally, I'd stick Ken at left back and I'd, I'd get Martins in and, and we go for it at home to a team that we really should be beating. And yeah, Ken, Ken and Martins together on the left, that could give us another another avenue in attack. And I just don't see why we can't go for it at home. Well, yeah. I, th- I think I think we've got to. I was just looking at our fixtures. After the break now, we've got Leicester away, top of the league. We've got Norwich at home, who we are pretty good against usually. But Norwich are one of them teams you just don't know who's turning up. We've then got to go to Holloway, who are great at home, or just great in the league in general. Then we've got Southampton at home, who are now starting to hit form. And we've got Ipswich at home. So... We've, we've, we've got to get a result on Saturday just to try and cushion potentially what's coming because that is a terrible, terrible run coming up leading up to... Well, then we've got... After Ipswich, you've got Preston and Preston are, are in the playoffs at the moment, aren't they? So, and Blackburn... And then Blackburn. Blackburn are doing well this season. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the only favourable game we're looking at at the moment is Boxing Day at home to Bristol City. <laughs> oh, they're they're going to be under a new manager. They're going to be on like a six-game winning uh, streak, aren't they? So, that Frank Shaw in the ship at Ashton Gate. Okay, maybe we might see a managerial change sooner than we think. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think for for me, I, I think I'll make two changes to a team. I'll take out Chuck. He hasn't really impressed me when he started games. He looks more of an impact player off the bench. So he would come out and Conan comes in. Like you say, Cammy, he adds that little bit more intensity. And I, I love the way he, he drops his shoulder and just uh, he loses a, a man easily and he can just fizz a ball into the feet of the strikers or the wingers so Conan would come back in for me as well and Martin you, you have to find a spot for him in this team and you know what I, I would keep Ken in the side but I'd, I'd move Ken over to the left hand side and um, I'd bring Martins in for a Spreer I, I love a Spreer but he seems, again, someone who's more impactful off the bench. We've seen it at home to Sheffield Wednesday, away to Swansea. Whenever he started games, he's not had as much as an influence in the game. So I'd probably have him coming off the bench as well. Um, but let's have our score predictions now with you two, because um, you, you won't be on the preview midweek. So it'd be good to get your thoughts on it. Cam, what would your score prediction be? Oh, God. Uh I'll, I'll give us a an optimistic one nil win. I, I, I'd say I don't know. I'm not stuck on that. Mm, yeah, keeping the clean sheet streak going. Um, Joe, what about you? I think it's either going to be a one nil win or a one all draw. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting if Rotherham get the first goal. If Rotherham score first, it's going to it's going to really like things going to turn quite sour in. I wouldn't say interesting. Uh, no, well, no, not interesting, but it is going to turn quite toxic, I think. And I think people are going to, there's going to be some disgruntled people and it's going to be interesting to see the character among those players. It'd be pretty mm-hmm. pleasing to come away with any kind of result if we do go a goal down um, on Saturday, I think. 
Yeah, well, Jess was actually saying earlier when she was at Huddersfield yesterday, saying there was plenty of chance of Pozzo's out too. And Pozzo, you've ruined our club. So if if Rob Rimard to score an early goal, it's going to be a very interesting, toxic environment. Um, Vicarage Road is, and I just pray we have that fast start and we can we can get an early goal, just like QPR exactly what we needed and and then hopefully the confidence will be flying after that but uh, yeah yeah thank you everyone for watching tonight really appreciate it thanks for getting involved in the comments as well um just quickly before we wrap it up as well i want to give a massive shout out to mike duffy as well completing the 10k north uh, nottingham run at the weekend um he completed it in a time of one hour 23 minutes and 27 seconds and uh, which is his second fastest 10k so and considering the weather was absolutely horrendous as well um it's not bad going and typical mike duffy's fashion he's um gone straight to the pub and he probably ran quicker to the pub than what he did around the course to be fair <laughs> Um, so fair play to him. He probably got a new P, but a uh, new personal best on that one. So yeah, top top stuff. And um, we're all actually looking to do, maybe do a 10k run together, aren't we? Um, courtesy of Luther Blissett, he's messaged Mike and he wants to do the Abbott's Langley run with Mike and that. So we're all going to get involved. So hopefully that'll be good and we can run for a good cause as well. But yeah, top stuff, Mike. I know you've put a lot of hard work into this and you, you continuously um, wanting to do more runs off the back of this. So yeah, no, top stuff, mate. And he's actually raised, I think as of yesterday, he raised £565 for a fantastic um, charity as well. So I, I don't know if that's all closed now or if you're able to um, donate still. If, if you're interested in doing it, just have a look at Mike Duffy's um, Twitter page and dropping him a, a donation as well um, for all the hard work he's put into us yeah top stuff mike and yep yeah, during the week me and mike will be back midweek for a preview of a rotherham united game hopefully if the guy turns up from rotherham this week um because this week we had to um wing it a little bit because mike sent the link to the huddersfield fan 20 minutes before we went on air so typically he didn't see it and didn't join us so this is all on mike's um Mike's um, plate, but yeah, I think we we styled it out a little bit, which might put on a Yorkshire accent at one point to try and um, make it feel like we was talking to Huddersfield fans. So yeah, hopefully we get a Rotherham fan on this week. Um, if not, Mike's to blame again. So yeah, uh, but yeah, we'll be back Tuesday. Keep an eye out for that on our socials. Um, if you like this video, hit the like button and hit that subscribe button as well. Um, but yeah, we'll be back Tuesday. So come on, yawns. Sports Social Podcast Network.